0: So, Todd, you're new to Kelowna.
1: I am. I'm, I, I'm new to Kelowna, but I'm not entirely new to Kelowna. I've just been away for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was uh, born and raised in Vernon. I did live in Kelowna for about a year and a half. My dad ran the ran the mill uh, over here, the, oh. the the nice eyesore below Knox Mountain over there. Right. My my dad used to used to actually run that, and and so we got transferred here. I was here for about a year and a half, lived out on on uh, on lakeside there over on the Boucherie, uh but came to school, went to St. Joseph's uh, down here downtown. Right. That was a fun fun bus ride every day, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah, grade six, a bit of grade seven. Uh, and then moved back to Vernon later, but uh, but then yeah, I went to school in Vancouver and, and was living in Vancouver, and and uh, have been gone for a while.
0: Can you tell us? Is the mill going to be there forever? Do you know? I have, I
1: have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I it can't stay, right? It's got to go. I think it's got. To it's go. got to move. Sure. I but. think that's. I think. When I kind of look at the city, you're either going to have to bridge over where the, the Kokuhala connector comes over and just feed people straight over, uh, which wouldn't be great for all the business through West Kelowna, <laughs> or you feed it all the way through West Kelowna and you do, you, you know, we'd have to do a lot of overpass, underpass through there because those lights are kind of a killer though. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got to, we're going to have to do the bridge over to where the mill is and start running the, running the second highways through somewhere yeah. where there's a lot of traffic. Totally. I'm very bullish on the growth of uh, of uh, Kelowna, for sure. Right. a lot of it's going to come from Vancouver.
0: So right now you're running Horizon Three.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, tell us about that. How did you get into that? And tell us what you're doing.
1: Oh my goodness. Let me see how I can, I can keep this relatively short. Okay. So a little bit background, and, and what's more interesting is is maybe the last ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to China. Fell in love with a Russian girl. We got married, had kids, you know, and so that's been great. Um, But she couldn't get into Canada in 2008 when we were trying to bring her over. Uh, You know, the 2008, the economy crashed. Everything was in upheaval. uh, And it was really hard and she kept getting denied. So I ended up deciding to stay in China to be with her. Uh, which meant I had to then reorganize what I was going to do with my life. Uh, that, was, that was the secondary thought that I had failed to th- think about ahead of time. So I um, had to get very entrepreneurial. Uh, nobody was really hiring uh, during that, that, that time in the economy. So I became a bit of an entrepreneur. And then um, I started helping a friend who joined a fund to launch something called an Accelerator which is where um, a, 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 a true accelerator is, is backed by private capital. They invest in a company for equity, and then they have a defined length of a program of about three or four months. Uh, it's mentorship-driven as far as most of the programming, and what the program is designed to do is to help companies get to uh, a point of being investable. And and make it a very highly attractive, investable landscape uh, for companies. And it's usually finished off with something called a demo day where uh, all the companies you've been working with now go on stage and do a five or six minute pitch to a room full of investors and media. Uh, asking for a certain amount of money and uh, talking about what they were going to do with it. And they do, obviously, a demonstration of what their product actually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that, and, and, and I ended up joining because we launched a hardware version down in the south of China in Shenzhen. So uh, it was called China Accelerator. And I ended up running that for about five years, moved it down to Shanghai at one point, and then came uh, came over to San Francisco a couple years ago because of pollution, unfortunately, in China. So it started, uh, my son started getting sick, and then we started visiting the doctors and and uh, really found out that it was an allergy to dust particles in the air, uh, as they put it. So we had to quickly leave, uh, bounce over to San Francisco uh, in the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, uh, you know who got elected, uh, which basically killed any opportunity for my lovely wife uh, who we had just, she had just finished her MBA in Shanghai and was really excited at, uh, at getting into, uh, you know, some, some, some lovely professional work. And, and that was now not really looking possible in the U S of A um, with regards to what they were doing with immigration and stuff. So uh, we made the tough decision to once again uh, uh, move. So we packed up a U-Haul, drove North and arrived here in Kelowna, uh, about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've been working with a, a very, very good friend of mine in Winnipeg, who's a, a you know, a regional uh, Microsoft director, um, who's now uh, moved on to uh, partnering up with myself, and we started building a company. and Horizon Three is dedicated to helping uh, corporates, companies, enterprises uh, discover their 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 innovation uh, internally and help them actually create the name Horizon 3, which helps describe what we do, is comes from a McKinsey article that we read a year ago where uh, they described the three horizons of a company. The first horizon is what you do. The second horizon is improvements and constantly iterating what you do. And the third horizon is creating genuinely new business. And that's where a lot of companies really have a hard time. Right. With the current landscape of and potential of two guys in a garage uh, or gals in a garage being able to uh, completely uh, disrupt your company and take all your market share.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, it's it's now more important than ever for companies to really be constantly innovating. But what we've found talking to a lot of friends is they they don't know how and they need coaching and they need help. So that's mm-hmm. what we do.
0: So established companies uh-huh. and that are kind of stagnant or want to take their growth to another level. Um, Does that sometimes happen through acquisitions? Is it sometimes easier to buy for a larger company to buy a small startup? Or is it always inventing or creating something brand new?
1: That is uh, a really good question. That's a really intuitive question. It's a really relevant question. Uh, We work with companies. Now, there's a process. So we need to go through working with them to understand internally even their capacity for innovation where are we you know how are the brains of the humans that work there Uh, because we're really working with the humans not the nameless faceless entity Um, working with the humans to help them understand Um, you know if we're going to start a 12-step program the first thing we need to do is admit where we have our, our issues And so, so we start working with them and we, 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 we run through a lot of process. Um, and then we start to reveal, uh, and we get into the potential opportunities that, um, are in front of us. And then we run through, well, what is the actual capacity and realistic, um, potential for us to, to actually do something about these opportunities? Can we actually grab them and run with them? If not, um, and if there's resources, but they're more for um, an acquisition um, style you know if, if there's an opportunity out there, but instead of maybe creating it all ourselves, we just actually maybe want to go in and, and like you said, acquire it you know so i, I mean I've, I've talked to some some large p and e funds, um, probably two hundred billion dollar assets under management. Big ones. Uh, you know, I talked to one called Apollo. They run. They have ADP, security, jacuzzi. You know these kinds of companies, and you know they're very interested um, in understanding more about what's going on in the early stage tech world because they understand the threat. Um, that could potentially exist and by ignoring what's going on in that world uh, they're potentially um, not capitalizing on on uh, the opportunities and they're not being more aware of the threats that potentially exist or just the technologies that could improve what their current portfolio is already doing Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're again very interested to look at hey listen why don't you get to know all of our companies find out where their weaknesses are you're involved in tech world why don't you introduce us to the companies that are doing stuff that might be interesting for our companies or solve the problems for our companies and then we can actually look to build a relationship we can partner uh you know do proof of concept uh stuff or we can potentially even acquire them you know which is good for both parties
0: so you're based in Kelowna are your clients all based in Kelowna or is it worldwide
1: yeah it's it's global um you know we you know I I live in Kelowna Joel right. lives in Winnipeg, you right. know, that's where, we, I mean, we're kind of in places where we want our families to be. Mm. Um, I, you know, came to, Club. we were even going to move to Vancouver when we first got here. And, and then, you know, I had to subtly like introduce my wife heavily to the Okanagan when we first got here. And then that one day I'll never forget. She's like you know, what if we actually just moved to Kelowna instead of to Vancouver? And I was like, done. I'm going to go get our stuff because nice. all our stuff was in storage in Vancouver. Yeah. And I was like, literally, like, get out of the car. I'm going to Vancouver. I'm going to go get our stuff because uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so so our clients, though, and we're very mobile. We move. We, we, we travel. Uh, and then we do a lot of stuff online. I mean, there's amazing digital platforms and softwares and things that – that we can that we work with everything from from javelin uh which is kind of triangulating customer problem solution fit um to do using stormboard which is uh, kind of a online uh version of a whiteboard and sticky notes Mm -hmm. um and everybody can collaborate on them at the same time and uh so there's just there's a lot of amazing tools out there um we just finished a, a program with microsoft uk And their startup program, uh, where they help startups by giving them a year worth of a year's free Office 365 and their cloud compute on Azure and stuff like this um, to help them get off the ground and hopefully they're successful and then obviously start consuming more Microsoft products and paying a lot, right? So they're trying to get it on the ground level of of high growth potential companies. Um, Not all of those companies ended up looking like they were going to be high high growth at the end of the program. So then they inject us for the last two months to uh to really try to see if we can't uh before the end uh before the end of the program try to really get them on the right path um and help kind of uh get them a little leaner and a little meaner. Uh and uh so we do stuff but I mean we did all that online. You know, uh, most of the companies were in UK, one was in France and uh but you know we we can do everything virtually.
0: So when you first get a new client, how does that work? Does someone just call you up and say, Hey, I heard about what you're doing. And then you fly to Paris or do you just do everything online or do you have one meeting in person or just walk us through a typical scenario when you're getting a new client?
1: So we, we get it. You know, we, we do a lot of lead gen uh, online as well. So, you know, we, we, we love funnels. Um, we like to play a lot with funnels, uh, which is, you know, we're going to go on our Instagram and we're going to say, uh, and, the, you know, this is actually fairly new for us, too. Uh, we're using even a local company, Roketo. Uh, um uh, to to redesign all our web stuff uh, and the Rocketto guys are great um, or Rocket. To uh, as uh, as they are and they're they're fantastic so so we've got a lot of stuff that we're changing we brought in some some growth marketing um, people and now we're working on funnels where we go on Instagram or LinkedIn and we say hello Mister human at a corporate um, not everybody can be an entrepreneur but a lot of people would like to try a lot of people would love to explore their innovative side but for one reason or another you can't always just walk away from your corporate you know life your your security your paycheck your your extended health benefits that are covering your your son or daughter's um you know medical needs or something it's like life doesn 't always afford you the opportunity to just drop everything eat ramen, and like <laughs> code in the dark for you know twenty three hours a day it's it 's not functional for everybody, but there are a lot of people in corporate who would i think love to be more innovative in their workspace and there 's a lot of executives who would love to have their teams being more innovative and and they but they don 't know how to support and they don 't know how to inspire and they don 't know how to create that so we reach out to them on social media and we say listen let us know what you're going through let us know what you're struggling with we start with the Q&A that's kind of the top of the funnel mm-hmm. interact with us we'll record videos that answer your questions and hopefully everybody else can learn from it as well that kind of starts a dialogue and it starts a relationship after that, we can start impressing on people and say, listen, w- you might need more. So we're going to run a webinar. So sign up here. We're going to do a 30-minute webinar, and we're going to talk about the beginnings of the process of how you can actually bring innovation into your corporate environment or into your team or even into your cubicle. Uh, and, and so people sign up for that. And that then leads and does more lead generation to a larger, you know, if you like what you're hearing, we are going to do another two hours. It's going to be more interactive. And that two-hour might cost 10 bucks okay that's fine i think a lot of people at this point will be fine with paying that and then that leads to why don't you actually have us fly over and spend three hours doing a, you know an opportunity workshop with you and and some of your some of your colleagues and let's really start drilling down to see what's possible um, so we're not trying to sell $100,000 worth of consulting up front. Right. We're trying to build a relationship. Do you like us? Do you like what we're talking about? Do you like what we do in, the way that our, in our approach? If yes, we can slowly start to build into something bigger.
0: That uh, kind of surprises me that you're using Instagram for this. Um, my impression of Instagram was not really corporate stuff. A lot of fashion, mm-hmm. a lot of travel things. I see a lot of realtors using it now. But uh for that kind of uh, um, use, it's a little surprising. did you use Instagram from the start, or is this something new
1: yeah we're 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 fairly agnostic um, right. I kind of blurted Instagram as an example um, but no, it definitely doesn't have to be and I think. Um, most of our activities on LinkedIn because we right. are targeting professionals, right. and so we do want to catch them in their professional environment. Mm-hmm. Um, for in our case, for what we're offering, um, because this is uh, you know a, a coaching uh, program for companies uh, for individuals and executives within companies innovators within the corporate environment we want to we want to go there so we won't do as much facebook Mm -hmm. um we try to just put a lot of thought leadership out on um on on twitter Mm -hmm. uh we will do more information or or, uh, more edutainment on uh on linkedin uh and then i think instagram we would do more inspirational Mm-hmm. Um, you know we we do not want to let go of our of our kind of our big network of of startups and entrepreneurs um, uh, Joel and I cannot uh, stop dealing with with uh, with entrepreneurs. Uh, I mentor a few companies and advise a few companies in town, as does he over in Winnipeg. Um, you know, we feel it helps sharpen our, our weapons, uh, for, for, for helping drive innovation within the corporate environment anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we, we, we kind of straddle both sides. So I kind of think it, it depends on the platform, but we'll, we'll usually record something that is, um, that is platform specific. And so Instagram that you brought up, I would think that that would be more inspirational. Yeah. So and I think that starts to fall in line with more of the fashion and and other things or, or real estate, you know, so, pictures. But you record the videos. So you, what you'll see is a lot of fitness as well, tons of fitness. And that again, fitness on Instagram is motivational. Right. And so if we do inspirational and motivational recordings or videos, um, then yes, we can absolutely do there, um, do that.
0: You're also a philanthropist, and you love. A philanthropist. You are the Canada Country Manager and a mentor at the Transformative Technology Academy. Tell us about that. What's that all about?
1: So that is brand new. And what, they're t-
0: Today or this week?
1: <laughs> you, well, in the past couple of months, yeah. Wow. So it started because a, a friend of mine who used to be with a pretty famous fund uh, called 500 Startups. Um, she was the uh, managing director of Asia and uh, she left about a year ago Mm -hmm. and uh, you know she and it was it was interesting because she was you know she went to Berkeley she was 10 years Morgan Stanley finance the whole thing Um, and uh, and then and she's Chinese so she you know came over from China and stuff so so she's you know 100% bilingual and and, uh, that's why she was a managing director of Asia but then she kind of fell out. She she spent a year kind of just running marathons and you know doing other things for herself for a while, and then she came out and she started this and it, it's really about mental health and you know and, and that's something that we have in common because we both really believe that mental health is a huge issue. It's yeah. a, it's a massive issue and and especially with our young. Um, It's such a different world uh, than you and I grew up in, and especially our parents grew up in. Um, Everything is different. I think it's really, really hard. I think social media makes things really, really difficult. Um, I think uh, it's just... You know, I don't know if bullying has gotten better because I actually think it's probably gotten worse because of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just really, really hard out there. And then if you want to try to be a freelancer or an entrepreneur, it's really hard. Like, you know, the world, the infrastructure of society uh, is not your friend. You know, trying to buy a house if you're an entrepreneur, good luck you know, trying to get medical, you know, no way, you know, it's, it's, you know, trying to do your taxes or understand what you're supposed to do for your taxes. You almost feel like a bit of an outsider in life if you're not in corporate, if you don't work for somebody. Um, but you have this passion, you know, you have this thing, your parents don't want you to go off and be doing these silly things, you know, and it just it can be really hard. So we, we really want to, to do something and, and we've both been working with different things to try to support initiatives around that. Mm-hmm. And then she just full on went and started this mm-hmm. and brought in a couple of co-founders. And it's really it's going to be a six week virtual accelerator for people that are doing uh, that, are, that are working on transformative tech for health, wellness and joy. Mental health, wellness, and joy—that's just really what. If you're doing something that could be hardware, could be biotech, could be could be anything, AI, whatever you want, AR, VR. But if it's if it's really designed to try and help humans. Uh, we'd love to hear we'd love to, to have you apply we've collected some of the best people in the world from like Princess Kalia to Brandon Marshall you know the NFL player who heads up um, mental health for the, N- uh, the NFL PA um, Players Association so there's a lot of amazing mentors and a lot of amazing people that are involved that are going to really get together with you so if you get in uh, then you're going to get you know a bunch of mentors attached to you are going to be helping you with your business and helping with your model and, and helping you with your tech and and just helping you in general um so it's it's a pretty fantastic thing and i mean i was 100 percent ab- around it so being country manager is a, a little fancy title but really i'm just in charge of, of kind of driving the knowledge and and getting people to apply right. uh, and getting the word out there
0: you've got two children yes is that correct um Would you care to share a little bit about, you mentioned social media has a major impact on youth today, and I think a lot of it is negative. I've got two daughters, and um, I think it hurts kids' social skills when they spend too much time on it. I think bullying is pretty bad, um, but it, it keeps... Um, kids from interacting face to face, I think, is the biggest downside to it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you deal with your children in social media and what kind of parameters you, you set for them?
2: Luke Mancus is a realtor with Remax Kelowna. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011, and he always says, Yeah, one regret, and that is he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Lou can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a Call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273, 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.
1: Well, first off, my kids are, are still pretty young. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's it's funny. Like, so my son is seven, my daughter's five and a half. Okay. Um, you know, they go to Anne Mcleaymont. Uh, they'll be going into grade two and grade one okay. next year.
0: So, like five years from now. Like-
1: well, yeah. Um, but it is interesting uh, because I was uh, we have this uh, this extra phone around the house. Um, one of our old phones. And the kids take videos and pictures with it and stuff like this. It's not connected to the, you know, to any social medias or anything, but um, they'll sometimes watch YouTube videos or cartoons on it. And you just put parental settings on it. It's not not a big deal. And then I started. I, I watched um, the one of the videos that my son was shooting, and he had he was taking a selfie, and it was on it was on the stairs. And he was talking along, and he said, you know, and then at one point he goes, so if you like my video, and he starts pointing downwards, he goes, click the button below and subscribe to my video. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Like, that's amazing. Um, But uh, I thought it was fun, so I actually uh, set him up with his own YouTube channel, and he could just start (laughs) recording and just posting to, to YouTube and he loves it he thinks it's hilarious and these um, are really good kid but I don't know if I'm I'm doing a bad thing or a good thing um this is a really hot button topic though yeah. and and it's it's really hard to say um, definitively uh, you know what's good or bad right. um again I don't think it's it's changed from you know 40 years ago to 20 years ago to today it just that the one true fact is like be, um, present in your children's life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and set an example. Uh, I think at the end of the day, everything, um, that happens is just comes from good parenting. You know, be with your children, give them opportunities to open up, give them chances to talk, inquire, you know, make sure you have uh, a meal together around a table, not in front of a TV, you know, and and be present with your children and and be active with your children. Uh, And I think, you know, these similar things that should probably a hundred year old advice still stand true today. And
0: despite what's going on, that is excellent advice. My father was absent, but uh, he was traveling on business. And uh, it was long-distance calls, you know, three bucks a minute and stuff like that. We didn't have social media. But, uh, yeah, just being present and interactive with your children is excellent advice. Tell us, uh, you've spent a lot of time here, but you're fairly new living here. Uh, Tell us what you love about Kelowna and what you hate about Kelowna.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, I... I, um... I don't know if I hate, but I'm so, I'm so saddened by the, you know, all the fires and things that, you know, we deal with in the, in the summer. I think that's really sad. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a matter of this. We, we just don't get a lot of precipitation. Yeah. and uh uh i know a lot of people talk about you know we shouldn't be putting out the fires you know we got to let them burn because we're just creating this tinderbox and i bet you there's a lot of that too um uh it's just more of like oh shame you know i mean you know it wasn't like this when we grew up you know 20 30 years ago right. um but uh it is kind of a fact of of of, of the of the environment now and it, uh, it is pretty sus- uh, susceptible, you know, when we get these, these you know, famous electrical storms in, in the Okanagan, and their things heat up, and then there's the lightning, and then, I mean, I was sitting out there on, on uh, you know, when, when we had a bunch uh, a while ago, uh, a bunch of the, the fire started and, and watching them, but anyway, that's, uh, I think a lot of the good, um, I'd love what I've seen infrastructure-wise here, um, uh, I think it's interesting in the real estate um, area right now, it's 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 an incredibly interesting time. Things are changing. Um, I'm interested to know where that goes with all the condos that are coming online, all the Mm -hmm. construction um, from, you know, a little impact from my world, which is, you know, the Airbnb stuff. Uh, and how the regulations and the legal ramifications of changes to that and how those are being treated uh, from stratas and things are, are very interesting you know we're always paying attention to like when are we getting Uber and when is Airbnb going to be legal and all these things um, so um, I think this city as long as we can stay fairly progressive and I, I think Colin does a great job mm-hmm. um, you know uh, I know people be have their own opinions of, of Mayor Bazran but I think um, for me at least I'm, I'm really liking how progressive he is and, mm. and how um, he, he really looks toward the future and embraces a lot of those things that, that may be challenging for other people to adopt and, and accept the change um, yeah. but uh, it works for me because I come from tech and, and so I like that um, and then speaking of the tech I, I, I'm really bullish on Kelowna I tell you one of the things that I'm so happy about here. Uh, when I come here and I and I, I meet such high level people, um, this is because Kelowna is this luxurious lifestyle place. Um, it attracts higher level people, right. uh, and uh, a lot of them obviously are are good for our communities, um, and they bring a lot of knowledge, expertise, talent, and economy. Uh, uh, a lot of spending <laughs> you know comes here, um, and they've got higher tastes, yeah. you know, and so. So Kelowna now is kind of really um, driving forward on on upping its game. Like I think it's just we're leveling up quicker than a lot of other communities around us because of what we have it, and it's, it's self perpetuating. So yeah. you know it's almost exponential. The more it the more it happens, the more other people come, the more they invite their friends, and it just goes and goes and goes, right? Mm-hmm. And which is great for the tech side and even for the entrepreneur side to get that many experienced, knowledgeable people in business who've obviously been successful enough to be able to then relocate to, you don't come to Kelowna because of the job market per se, um, but they create a lot of jobs and we've got, there's a lot of knowledge in their head. So podcasts like yours are amazing because that's what we want um, is we want to get that knowledge and spread it and get it out to all the other young people and the other young business owners and the entrepreneurs, um, and avail and try to get them out of the woodwork and, and make them accessible, uh, to our, to our youth here that are, are really looking for some leadership, some mentorship, some advice, some, some advisory, um, services, what have you to, to, to come out. Right. And so, and then that's where, you know, accelerate Okanagan plays its role because it's, designed to be that community hub for accelerating startups and entrepreneurship in the okanagan accelerate okanagan accelerating entrepreneurship in the okanagan so being that community hub mm-hmm. um, but we just get a lot of really cool people here yeah. and i've been blown away by some of the people that i've met and some of the people that are moving here right. so um that is super exciting for me um, yeah. and that's just makes it even a more powerful reason for me to be here
0: Well, since you are so connected to tech um, startups and larger companies that are seeking to grow and innovate and you're connected to so many thought leaders and so many amazing people, would you like to make a prediction? How do you see Clona in five years? What what does it look like as far as infrastructure, downtown uh, growth? How do you see it changing in the next five years?
1: Um, Infrastructure-wise, is harder for me to say. Um, definitely not my 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 area of expertise. Um, but I I think if you look at the north end of of downtown, even from from Prospera West, uh, Prospera West. East, Prospera East, a little okay. northeast, just you know uh, where the old Sunripe, uh, you yeah. know all that area. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got this amazing craft craft beer you know kind of thing popping up really i mean and that's again just people stepping out of their comfort zone um saying i want to try some new new things differently um which is great and then we've got okanagan spirits you know so now we've got like craft spirits which is which is amazing and full disclosure my godparents uh um are you know are, are a big part of the dyke family that that, that owns it have you know, uh, or my, my godparents think so full disclosure on that, a little promotion there, but, um, you know, but just amazing little startup, unique things that, that pop up like that are amazing. And they help downtown, they help that whole core area of downtown. Um, so I think we're, we're going to continue to see these boutique, you know, startups coming out. Um, you know the town center mall on, on Bernard uh, just a little bit at the at the eastern end there uh, the northern end whatever um, again going through a whole makeover right now uh, a friend of mine is already leased out space in there because he's going to do a new kind of uh, uh, physical fitness uh, uh, you know almost like a, uh, a private training um, gym in there yeah. Scott exactly the right yeah, yeah yeah so you know you got guys like that relocating from the coast and coming out here and he's going to put something cool into Kelowna as a physical infrastructure right um which again is just going to be great uh so we're getting a lot of this where you know and and uh, embracing the unique uh architecture that remains i think of preserving some of the unique because now it's cool uh to have these old design buildings, all the character that are in them um So I love it. I just like you go downtown, you know, these days and it's uh, it's just it's it's packed. Yeah, maybe a lot of people don't like it who live here, Um, but I I, I find it amazing. You know, Uh, I I think it's great. So I think we need more, you know, centers and and more co-working spaces, uh, more more opportunities and places for for freelancers to. Uh, to be here i like you know where the the housing market is kind of softening right now and making things a little more affordable uh the universities are are, are crushing it on development and there's more infrastructure going in up there uh and a lot of great things happening um yeah i don't know prediction wise i think i i'd like sure. to see us have like a a full-on you know high end uh, private accelerator for 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 tech startups uh, that's taking anywhere from you know 10 to 20 companies and doing you know uh three-month batches uh that's you know backed by some some pretty pretty good private equity mm-hmm. um uh, i think I'd, I'd like to see us really go forward on, on being a little more capitalist um i found canada be slightly socialist for my my flavor yeah. uh when I when I got here and I'm you know kind of want things to move faster and I'd like less kind of I mean the government's doing everything they can because there's nobody else deploying funds into certain areas and so right. the government will come and I mean yeah I mean uh, I I could scream about how it's being deployed all day long and who's doing the deploying but at the end of the day until somebody else comes along to do it, at least the government is. You know, right. they're they're creating these you know million dollar funds to to deploy into the tax scene, and and uh, we need more of that until until other bigger players come along to do it, but. You know, we've got some some really cool startups here. You know, I was talking with this uh, uh, friend of mine, Jason, who's the founder of uh, something called Tunnit, And uh, it's uh, basically, for those of you who have heard of Strava, which is for bicycle, it's the world's largest uh, online community for people who like to cycle. Right. Well, he's built the same thing for motorcycling. And oh, it's cool. based, it was started here, uh, and he just raised $600,000. um and he's based here in Kelowna and he's a young guy who's just been hustling uh and that's just great news and I just want more and more and more of that to be happening so I'm pretty bullish yeah Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty
0: excited to be here (laughs) that's awesome so I want to put you on the spot can you think of someone off the top of your head that is in Kelowna that you find to be a fascinating person and you would love to see come in the show in the future Scott Stanger yeah, uh, Nominated you. Ah. That's why you're here. Did he
1: do it on the show?
0: Yeah, exactly. So this is how I end every show. And, it, and I give him a shout out in the Facebook and Instagram posts, right? And then they're like, what the hell is this? And then Carol will contact them. And ah, yeah, so that's okay. exactly what happened.
1: Okay. So that's, that's how it runs. Let me see. Um... Well, uh, you know, you have to get Jason Kriske, uh, CEO of Straw House. Um, okay. That guy's amazing. Um, he's one of Kelowna's best for sure. Uh, I'm going to do you one better. I'm going to do another one. I think uh, uh, Jamie Wood uh, okay. from uh, Sangha Living. Um, she, you know, used to be in high finance and the biggest, highest, stressful kinds of things, running massive developments in Costa Rica and things. And then she just burnt out and um, and just re-found her her passion around uh, mental health and well-being and uh, specifically mental, uh, not mental health, but mental wealth, Uh, really um, helping elite performers um, perform even better, Uh, just around... You know, uh, you know the the structure of of your team, the structure of your corporate culture. Uh, she does amazing work, um, and she's now um, in Kelowna. She just arrived a year ago as well. I think she would be an amazing person uh, to have on here. And uh, you know, grab people like Steve Wandler, you know, who you know, the, one of the founders of, of FreshGrade uh, you know, again, just a great guy here. He runs the MetaBridge, uh, conference here, you know, grab him, uh, Camille Saltman, um, who's great. She runs the UBC entrepreneurship, you know, yeah. grab her, get, uh, uh, get Ragwa CEO of AO, you know, he would be a great person to have on here. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a lot. There's a yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people, but That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or find out more about what you're doing with all these ventures? Do you have a central website or Instagram, or what's what's the easiest?
1: Yeah, um, our website, uh, which, like I said, is is now 1.0, and it's going to be transitioning to 2.0. You know, we started with this tough mutter theme. Uh, because we know innovation is really hard, um, and really the only way to get through a course uh, is to do it as a team. And uh, and you, you know we were saying we come in and we get our hands dirty with you. Uh, we don't just kind of advise from afar. Um, but it seemed a little dark that theme on our website. So if you go to Horizon uh, Three T H uh, R E E dot io uh, you'll see our website. You'll, you'll see a lot of who we're about. Uh, and you'll probably also see what I'm talking about with the kind of a little bit of a darker theme with the, with the Tough mutter, which we're, we're in the process of changing soon, but, but go there. Um, but yeah, you can look me up, Todd Embley, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, or, or Facebook. I love to be connected, um, to people and I love to help. I'd love to answer any questions or I just love to connect people, um, to other people and be yeah. that, be that conduit. Uh, that's one of my favorite places to be is, is helping other people get connected.
0: So Todd, thank you very much for your time today. It's been a fascinating conversation. I could ask you questions for hours cause you got, um, a lot of great things to talk about. So thank you very much for your time.
1: You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're all in this town together, so I uh, uh, thank you for having the the podcast, really, and promoting the community and 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 bringing people out and getting them out there and talking and and uh, connecting everybody in the community. It's what it's all about.